you ever buy something and it's just horrible, it doesn't work, it's terrible, and you get online and you go to the review section and you post something about, don't, under no circumstance, buy this, it's a piece of crap. And then you close your laptop and then you move on with your life and next thing you know, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm being sued. Well, that's exactly what happened uh, with a Woodbridge Windows company. Now, let me get you to the end of the story. The story wraps up this way. That company has been ordered to pay a client who wrote negative reviews online more than $100,000. Didn't see that coming, did you? The company, again, has to pay $100,000 after it tried to, quote-unquote, bully the customer with a lawsuit. Now, this is all to do with something called anti-slap. I'm going to get into that in a second. The decision comes down on October the 4th. After Canadian Thermo Windows sued customers following the purchase of 14 windows and sliding doors, the customers said these things are flawed and went online, complained about it. Let's talk more about it. Mark Bory is a writer and a lawyer based in Ottawa. Mark, welcome to the program. Yeah, it's a fascinating case, and it's a fascinating law. It's actually almost $170,000. Wow. Which is, yeah, which is what the guy who was suing for has to pay the people he was suing this is a law that has a lot of teeth in it, Let, let's, uh, but it's a flawed law, too. Let's just talk about what anti-slap is. Let's begin with what that is. Okay. Back in the Stone Age when I was a newspaper reporter, if we wrote something, you know, really controversial about some like local counselor or somebody, we'd often get a lawyer's letter saying we're going to be sued, and once in a blue moon, we actually got a, a writ, and of course, we would shut up. Uh, and, you know, not say anything more. Our editors would freak out, our publishers would freak out, our news directors would freak out and say, just just let's not, let's not talk about these people anymore. And that's what those kind of lawsuits were about. Now, there became a sort of movement in the States saying, look, people have this right of expression and they shouldn't be sued into silence. And, and these kind of lawsuits were used by Marineland, they were used uh, against environmentalists uh, who were protesting various things. These companies would, would either threaten to sue them or sue them. So governments, BC was the first place to, in Canada to pass anti-slap laws. And I picked this up from the States, and Ontario was the second one. So if you sue somebody just to shut them up, you are now the person who's committed the, I wouldn't say crime, but you've, you've committed the offense, and now you could easily end up having to pay a lot of money for that. And, and we have seen anti-slap cases um, come through in, in both in terms of the media and now uh, this in terms of just you know, individual customers who had posted something online. You, you suggest that the, the lawsuit has, has loopholes in it that you don't like. What are you talking about? Well, it's not, not loopholes. Uh, what it is is that the process itself is so, is so complicated and expensive that it did cost $160,000 for the people being sued just to get through the slap process. So a process, something that was meant to simplify things and get rid of you know, crappy lawsuits is now has a whole life of its own generating all kinds of billing for lawyers. I do these cases a lot. And I you know, I, I do them for media. I do them for um, – a lot of them are, have very heavy political overtones. Um, and what I'm finding is that what we're ending up with, with is two trials sometimes, the slap motion and then the actual trial for the libel. So there's some fixes that need to be made, but it, it, there's also a big push towards 
more protection of free expression in Canada. So uh, the days of people getting these lawsuits that were totally bogus. In this case, the, the, the people suing actually tried to run away from their own lawsuit. And in this case, the judge actually tried to save everybody a pile of money. Nobody would listen. Um, but but in, the end, in the end, because free expression is much more valued now in Canada, we're seeing uh, free expression protected a lot more um, by, by Canadian courts and Canadian law. So, so in, in terms of this particular case in Woodbridge, the the customers who were not happy with the product and went online, they ultimately were vindicated. But what yep. is it? What is it? And you 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 talked about the process and how much it cost to get to that point. What does it tell you about the power still of a lawsuit to get someone to either take down a negative review or just to shut up? Well, lawsuits are horrible things, and, and, and you know the, the thing with a lawsuit is that you have to buy into it every day, or you'll just throw in the towel, right? And I think that that's still something we need to deal with. Get rid of them faster. Um, it, I, it, people are spooked uh, by by threats of lawsuits and by lawsuits. It's really easy to file a lawsuit, frankly. I, when I when I became a lawyer, I was like, oh my god, this this is a piece of cake. Um, not always a good lawsuit. Uh, but let's look at the other side of the coin for a second, too. Um, if you have a business and someone you have an enemy, that person doesn't even have to shop at your business to put a rotten comment. And I have a friend who's got a restaurant who's had that happen. Uh, his neighbor's fighting with his neighbors, and they put a comment on his, on his Yelp page or whatever. There's got to be some, um, some responsibility for Internet-based providers to give everybody a fair break. I mean, this isn't really where we're going with the, mm-hmm. with the conversation. But, you know, if you've got a restaurant and someone and, and you're fighting with your neighbor because they're driving over your front lawn, they put, your food is disgusting. I wouldn't feed it to my dog. You should at least be able to respond to that or something. I think there needs to be a little fairness there. So, you know, what the slap law does is it balances reputation rights. So, you, you know, you say you and I are going to sue each other. Um, your reputation uh, versus my right to free speech. And, and that's what the courts have to work out, is whether or not it's, it's better to protect your reputation or society's interest in being able to speak freely and being able to hear what other people speak, because well, free speech rights are pretty useless if you can't actually hear what other people are saying. Hmm. And that's what the slop law is about, balancing the rights of, of people to speak versus the right to reputation. And if the right of reputation is being used as a bogus excuse to sue, you know, they're just mad at you, uh, and they're going to sue because they just don't like what they saw in print, it, it, even though it may be true or whatever. Um, the law now comes down hard, and it whacks them with these big costs. Where in this case, the the window company had to pay the full legal bill for the people that they sued, plus twenty five hundred dollars in damages. Hmm. So the people walked away with their lawyers' fee paid and twenty five hundred bucks in their pocket. But they probably went through hell and all kinds of horrible worry and sleepless nights because they were being sued. Thanks, Mark. It's such a it's such a fascinating thing. I really do appreciate you helping us understand it better. Well, thank you so much. That is Mark Bory, who is a writer and a lawyer based in Ottawa, talking about the anti-slap decision that was uh, rendered and against a Woodbridge Window Company who now have to pay because they sued somebody who said something bad about them on a review site. That whole review site thing, and I think Mark's got a great point there, is there's got to be some way 
to be able to deal with that. I mean, we know right now, for example, restaurants who have been enforcing vax passports, they have come under fire with, you know, the anti-vax crowd getting on Yelp, saying all kinds of nasty things about their restaurant, trying to bring the, the rating down. It gets to a point where you just can't even trust a review anymore. And then where are we? How possibly can you find the best sushi place in the neighborhood if you can't check the reviews? I don't know. I'm just going to have to go hungry.